Tell me the day the love happened. Hey, what is goody? You are officially tuned into episode two. And I hope you guys are all having an amazing Sunday because I have a very special treat for you guys next week. We will have another guest, co-host, whatever you like to call it on the show. And it won't be one and it won't be two. It will be a few people. So tune in to see what next week will be like for episode three. But as far as today, the topic of today is the five love languages. Yes, five love languages. I'm sure you have all heard about this amazing book that came out not too long ago and it caused a lot of controversy because a lot of people were trying to figure out what exactly is the five love languages. And so many people, you know, had their own interpretation of, oh, you know, what is my love language? What's your love language? And, you know, I've heard different people say they took a test and they did this and they did that to try to find out what their love language. But the book is written by an author by the name of Gary Chapman. And he published a book not too long ago. And the book did amazing. It's crazy. I didn't just up and go get the book myself. Someone told me about the book. So, you know, the five love languages, what it basically discussed is everyone has a different love language. And the book is more so catered towards married individuals. But I feel like, you know, the book can be catered towards everyone because everyone in a relationship, we have all learned and understood that everybody is different. And we understand as we get older, like what you do with one person might not work with somebody else. Some people are verbal. Some people are physical. Some people, you have to buy their love. Everybody is completely different. So I feel like in order to have a successful relationship, Gary Chapman, he tied his book into marriage. I'm going to tie my podcast episode today into dating. Or even if you're interested in someone, because you have to fully understand them to understand what they're like, what they like, to really, really make sure that you guys could work out. Because you don't want to force something that's not meant or try to make something be that's clearly not going to fit. And don't ever think before I go into this topic that just because you and a person are complete opposites mean it won't work. Because for the most part, the best situations come out of when people are complete opposites. You have to just understand that person. So the five love languages, it discusses. The love languages discuss your primary love language. Basically, what speaks to you and what connects you to others. So to get into the five love languages, number one is words of affirmation. Words of affirmation is is for those who prefer to use the words of language or hearing, I love you, or you look nice, or you look beautiful today. And other compliments are what this specific love language value the most. Words hold real value within the language. Furthermore, negativity or insulting comments can cut deep. So words are affirmation. I'm pretty sure we all know someone who you have to constantly remind them. You have to constantly tell them you love them. And, you know, for some, they might really need that. And for others, they don't really care about stuff like that. So depending on your person, I'm pretty sure you're thinking about someone in your head right about now that you have to constantly be like, they can can look so nice, but you have to remind them. You have to be that type of person to be like, 
you look beautiful today. Like they won't feel good until you tell them they look nice or they won't feel loved unless you tell them you love them once a day. That's words of affirmation. More so like, hmm, I need you to constantly verbally tell me, not necessarily show me, tell me. That's words of affirmation. The second love language is quality time. Now, of course, we all know quality time means this is the language which is all about giving the under the other person your undivided attention. Unlike the words of affirmation of language, talk is cheap and being a loved one's main focus leaves quality timers feeling satisfied and comforted. Distractions, postponed dates, or the failure to listen can be especially hurtful to these individuals. So quality time, everyone knows their significant other and everyone should understand that some people you really don't have to spend time with them like that and they'll be fine you might date a person that's extremely busy you see them when you see them as long as you send them a text as long as you guys talk at night everyone is completely different but you might deal with a person that can't function like that like they have to be around you a lot they like to be up under you i remember i saw a topic like this on twitter the other day And a lot of people were saying they don't like to be up under the person they're dating or interested in a lot. But a lot of people said they do. I know for sure me, I'm the type of person I like to spend quality time. Like, I like to be around family. I like to be around my loved ones. Especially when all of us can morph all that time into one. I'm really big on quality time because time is essential. You can't get time back. So, especially if I can incorporate being with my loved one, with my family, my friends, all at one time. Of course... Time to yourself is healthy. It's very healthy and it's essential. But quality time is also essential to me because I like to spend time with you. I like to make make moments. I like to travel. I like to experience new things. I like to go out to eat. I really, really always say that with you and your significant other, make sure you guys at least have a significant or a set date night. At least once a week, please. Like Someone might feel like that's pushing it. I'm not saying that those other six days throughout the week, of course, you guys see each other, whether it's in passing or however you guys arrange that, depending on your schedule. But I feel like even it should be at least one night you guys do something together, whether it's sit and watch a movie or you guys have a date night schedule every Friday. You guys try a new restaurant. I know me and my significant other, we arrange things depending on, you know, what we want to try out that week. But I feel like that's something you should really look into, especially if you and your significant other have really hectic schedules or your schedule is completely different. Try to arrange at least one day out of that week where you guys could do something. And this something, try to let it be out of the house. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You could go walk the pier. You go walk on the beach. You could go get some food and take it on the beach. You could go catch a drive-in. You could go out to eat. Depending on your significant other, you have to go to the gym. Just make sure it's something with just the two of you because quality time is very essential. You cannot get time back. The third love language is receiving gifts. For some, what makes them feel most loved is to receive a tangible gift. This does not necessarily mean the person is materialistic, but a meaningful or thoughtful present is what makes them feel appreciated. So to some, receiving a gift is very essential to them. To some people, they like constant reminders, constant you leaving things at the house, whether it's money, whether it's gifts. Gifts is what makes them feel loved. 
And you have to learn that early on with who you're dealing with because some people, it don't matter what you say, what you do, if you're not necessarily constantly presenting them with something or giving them something, they don't feel that love. They don't feel wanted. They don't feel like, hmm, you're really interested. So take the time and monitor your partner to figure this out. The fourth love language is acts of service. For these people, action speaks louder than words. People who speak the language of service want their partner to recognize that their life is rough and help them out in any way possible. So acts of service. Acts of service could mean in so many other words. Let me break this thing down into a scenario. Hypothetically, you live with your significant other and you constantly have to remind him to take the trash out. You constantly have to mention to her, why we always have to go out to eat? Why don't you ever cook? Why when I get home from work, like, you don't have the house clean. You you sit and watching TV. You're not doing, like, little tedious things, especially if I've been out all day. Like, I'm not asking you to do much. Just show me. Make me feel appreciated. Make me feel appreciated by your acts of service. People like this, this is a, the term of let your, you know, it doesn't really matter what you say to me. Let your actions match up with your words. Like, show me, show me. That person's always saying, oh, okay, show me. They don't really care what you tell them. Okay, show me. This is the, this, this specific love language, I feel like you have to be very, you have to pay attention to the details with this person because a lot of times, People overlook the things that make their partner happy because they're too busy trying to do what they feel will make them happy. It's because what they want to be done to them. I realize that today. That made sense to you guys. A lot of times when someone's unhappy or for the most part, a man or a woman, they give us or they or men, females give you details step by step of what they want done. If you listen hard enough, a female will always tell you what she like, what she don't like. A man as well. For the most part, men are very simple. But a female, even sometimes a man, if you just listen to a person talk, they'll tell you what they like. Whether it's, okay, I hate coming home to a dirty house. Like, they just constantly mention that. Like, I can't go nowhere tonight because this house is dirty. I've been at work all day. Oh, I love just going to the gym and then walking on the beach afterwards. Just listen when they're talking. Or I love when I come home after work and I would just love one day, like if it's someone cooking, like, oh, I wish I had a maid. So I come home one day and just fool me and cook and they had like baked chicken and right. Just listen. A person will always tell you what they like if you listen hard enough. You don't even have to talk much, especially when a person is comfortable. Just let them talk and you can listen and be mindful of those little things. It's not about gifts. It's not about words of affirmation. It's not about anything else. It's, it's, it's not even about what you per se are giving them. It's what you're doing to show them you love them, to show them you want them, to show them that you're mindful, you're appreciative of their time, and you're paying attention to the things that they like. So I really love the fourth love language, acts of service, because a person could tell you something all day and all night. But their actions could not match with it. And that will leave you feeling very uneasy. It will leave you feeling very unbalanced. And when I read the book, a lot of times someone's love tank isn't full. And a lot of relationships, believe it or not, are fixable. A lot of relationships that are ending or have ended, it wasn't even 
as big as both parties made it seem. But it's a lot of situations where people can't necessarily put their hand on what the problem is, but they just know it's a problem. So sometimes you have to step back and figure out, is your love language, is your love tank full? Is your significant other love tank full? And you have to really be mindful of what they like. Because I know plenty of people who are in situations when their significant other buys them what they want, takes them wherever they want to go, but they're not happy. Because that's not their love language. That's not what they want. Some people can live a simple life and they could, you know, just be, just live and just have enough just to get by. But they're happy. They're in love with one another because they understand each other. They know each other's love language. So all that extra stuff doesn't matter. And then you can meet a person who don't really have enough, who who's living check by check and they're miserable because that materialistic or the gifts and all this extra stuff is what they need to feel love. So you have to learn the person that you're dating. You have to know their love language. You have to know what makes them happy, what makes them feel wanted in order for things to grow. Because a lot of times we overlook things early on in relationships because we're trying so hard to please that person. Because everybody go through that little honeymoon phase, especially when you first start dating. And y'all trying so hard to be perfect for each other that you're tending to overlook flaws that's not compatible with you. If that makes sense. A lot of times when we first start dating each other, everyone puts on a facade. Even if I could tell you, hmm, when I first started dating, when I first started dating my boyfriend, I was myself. Of course I was myself, but I was a nicer, calmer, yes, no, okay version of myself. I didn't fully sit and, you know, just downright just say everything and, and do everything and, and show all my flaws because it's early on. But still... It's a lot of things that people notice in the beginning of a relationship that they know is not necessarily compatible to them, but they want to be with that person so bad. If you know genuinely that you don't want to be in a relationship with someone that you have to buy, buy their love or for them to feel love, then don't force yourself to do it just because you want to be with that person. If you know you're not like a verbal person, if you're not the type of person to be like, oh, okay, I love you. Babe, you look beautiful today. You could feel all these things, but you're not verbal then maybe you need to be with someone else. You have to learn a person's love language because you don't want to waste time and be in these three, four-year relationships and you realize that this is not really the person that you want. And you noticed it long ago, but off the strength of time, you held on to a relationship. And to close tonight's topic, our fifth episode is physical touch. Did I say fifth episode? Our fifth love language. Is physical touch. And to this person, nothing speaks more deeply than appropriate touch. That doesn't mean only in the bedroom. Everyday physical connection, like hand holding, kissing, or any type of reaffirming of physical contact is greatly appreciated. So, in so many other words, certain people like me, I like to hold hands. I like, you know, I have no problem with public affection, with affection in any form, but I don't like excessive affection. So that's something that that's me. That's the type of person I am. That's my love language. I love physical touch, 
but I hate to be excessively touched, if that makes sense. But then there's some people in this world, they, they be all over each other. They don't care if they out. They have to hold hands. They got to lean on you. They, they need you to be touching them. They can't go to sleep unless you got your leg on them. You have to learn your partner's love language because you might just be dating a person who they not necess- they're, they're not necessarily trying to grab your hand or trying to put their arm around you, but they like that, but they don't know how to express that to you. So what I want you to do this evening, whether it's somebody you're dating or someone you're interested in, take some time to step back and figure out your partner's love language. And if you have some free time, I would love for you to take the time out to read the five love languages. Even if you don't want to read the whole book, find the chapter that you feel like is more compatible with you and read that. It's called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. It's a purple cover book. And I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. And please tune in to episode three next Sunday. Thank you. Mwah.